Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great people at True Math Fitness. I was at True Math Fitness this morning, got my workout in before the radio show was actually talking because I I, uh, I I had a call yesterday. We'll, we'll talk to Bert about this because Bert will uh, join us for a bit of discussion. But I can't remember at what point I told Lucas and Bert that he was going to be suspended yesterday, but I was having a conversation about that with uh, my uh, my trainer this morning, Worth Campbell at TrueMav, who is a monster and also a monster Titans fan. Um, so we were talking about this this morning, and I said, hey, bud, brace yourself. I don't know if it's today. I don't know if it's tomorrow, but your boy NPF's about to get popped. Either way, you can talk Titans or work out at TrueMavFitness.com. Superbook Sports, download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZ, and they will match your first bet up to $250. That's promo code A2Z in the Superbook Sports app. So um, this is obviously a very, very bad situation for Nicholas petit Frere. Six games is what he will miss. Six games is what he has uh, what he has cost himself under the NFL's gambling policy. The NFL has a strict zero-tolerance policy when it comes to gambling, and they suspended four players in total today, NPF being one of them. He was the only one today that received a six-game suspension. A six-game suspension means that he did not bet on NFL games, but that he did violate the game in some form or fashion. Uh, Isaiah Rogers of the Colts and Rashad Berry, both of Indianapolis, and Demetrius Taylor, a uh, free agent this year, were suspended indefinitely through the at least the 2023 season for betting on NFL games last year. So NPF six games, the other three, and all of them, by by the way, released at this point. Um, released and moving on. Anika says, I thought he was supposed to be so smart. What happened? Yeah, this is about as big a dipshit move as you can have. And listen, Nick is a nice guy. Nick is well-meaning. Nick screwed up, and I'm sure he feels rotten about it. And he's going to feel a lot worse when he feels when he realizes how much money this is about to cost him when you miss the six game checks that come along with that when rookies aren't making, I mean, comparative to, you know, veterans, for example. Rookies don't make a ton of money uh, that they can be this kind of frivolous is not the word, but it is, it is an absolutely user error. Like you got to know, you absolutely got to know. This is the one thing that you cannot do. It is the single most avoidable thing that is out there at this point that would cause you to miss substantial playing time. All you have to do is wait a half hour until you're in the safety of your apartment. Make sure your Wi-Fi is off. If you live close to the facility, you can't get connected to the Wi-Fi at the facility, so you get popped that way and make your bets on anything but the NFL, anything you want, as long as it's not in a team hotel, as long as it's not in a team facility, as long as you're not on team property or using team Wi-Fi, as long as you stay the hell away from your job while you bet, you can bet whatever you want other than National Football League games. Now, the real idiots are the people who bet on the NFL. And I can't speak for the Colts, but I know damn sure that Mike Vrabel in these meetings, when he's going over guns, gambling, um, you know, situations about family that uh, that uh, might be difficult to navigate for professional athletes who haven't dealt with it before. New money, right? All these things that you want to make sure that your team is aware of. Mike Vrabel on the competition committee 
uh, knows the rule book better than the officials. Mike Brabel, who has that as his best asset, as he will give you competitive advantage if you just do, uh, if you just follow the rules that he knows how to navigate. And at this point, this is the easiest one to navigate. Don't bet in the facility. JQ says they literally had a meeting for it. They always have meetings for it. They, I mean, they have an auditorium where they go over the shit all the time. It's the thing that they, it's one of the things that they go through first. Dr. Lipschitz says, why even have these stupid rules? Um, Got to negotiate a better deal. Yeah. I mean, tough shit. Like the, the PA can't negotiate a better deal on the, now they may be, may be able to negotiate a slightly better deal. Maybe it becomes less stringent if say like somebody that matters gets popped, right? Like nobody cares about Isaiah Rogers. Nobody cares about MPF. I mean, obviously locally you do. And in Indianapolis, they care about Isaiah Rogers and, you know, in Detroit, they care about Jamison Williams, but really nobody gives a shit about those players because they don't mean anything in the NFL yet. They might one day, but they don't right now. If Patrick Mahomes misses six games or a full season for gambling, then the NFL might reevaluate its policy, right? But these players don't matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, so it's going to take a legitimate star getting popped for this, for there to be even discussion around change. Right now, the rule is just don't be a dipshit, right? Don't be a dipshit. And you can think the rules are dumb. And that'd be fine. And yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the rules because I believe this, this, the NFL's change of position on gambling from stridently, stridently, the most against it by any professional league out there, even rigid, stiff, uh, you know, hyper old and crusty baseball, baseball came to gambling before the NFL did America's most popular sport. And when the NFL decided to pivot, from no longer from not letting Tony Romo and Marshawn Lynch attending fantasy football conventions in Las Vegas to taking all of the gambling money all at once and putting it all over the place and having the ability to set up sports books and stadiums but not let their players bet. Yeah, I think it's the most hypocritical move by a professional sports league in modern sports history. I do. I think it's bullshit. But also, they get to make the rules that they want to make. It's their work environment. It's their league. Yeah, they're stupid. The rules are stupid. They're hypocritical as bleep. But they get to make the rules, just like your employer. I mean, within the within legal reason, they get to make the rules for their employees. A to Z Sports gets to make the rules within reason, legal reason, for me as an employee. So does 104.5 The Zone. Whatever you do for a living, they get to do that to you too. Code of conduct or something similar. Everybody has one. Everybody signs one that you can be terminated for if you violate any of the policies. Don't bet. It's not that hard. In fact, this might be the stupidest reason to miss games in the NFL because it's not even an injury. It's just what you couldn't wait 20 minutes to bet your parlay. I don't care if you're a rookie. You got to know what's going on. I don't care if you play fantasy football. If you've been in a league with your boys for 20 years, you can't now. It doesn't matter. And you can't put money on it. Get the hell out of here. This is the single stupidest reason that a player can miss games in any sport. In any sport, because it is the most avoidable. All you have to do is not do it. It's not even like smoke. I mean, I know people have gambling addictions. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, downplay that by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly, I do not. But um, I know that when I look at how you can manage this, it's not even like. I mean, it's almost like cigarettes. Like, yes, it's hard to quit smoking. It's. I'm sure it. If you have, if you are somebody who struggles. With gambling addiction, obviously, every time we tell you about Superbook Sports, the vast majority of people 
wager for fun without any issues. About 5% of people report problems, right? And they have the gambling resources, gambling hotline resources for that, right? Tennessee Redline. I tell you about it every time I tell you about Superbook Sports. But um, so, yes, I'm sure gambling addiction and, and quitting cigarettes or whatever addictive situation you might have is difficult. It's also possible. Willpower, simple willpower. And I'm going to assume that Nick, you know, I don't know Nick like that. I'm going to assume he's not like a degenerate gambler that he can just put the phone down or wait 20 minutes till he's off the team's Wi-Fi to bet in his in his Superbook sports app, wherever he's betting, right? But it's, it is just, this is the most important position group for them to get right. And he just shit the bed out of the gate. It's an unbelievable mistake. An unbelievable mistake. B French says, who's the rat is the real question. The league, the sports books. The whole reason that they get to have their product all over the NFL is because the NFL wants their information. They don't just want their information because it helps them keep the players from gambling or the coaches from gambling. It helps them find out more about you and me. They want the information that the gambling companies have. They want our betting habits. They want what they want which props we like versus which props we don't. They want to know how often sports books are being utilized and in which games and in which weeks in particular, how often are international, all these things. They want our habits, just like, you know, Apple or uh, any other product, any other consumer product that is trying to learn more about you to get you to buy more of their shit. The NFL wants their information because they want to figure out more about you as the customer. And also as a side bonus, they get all the info on their players. And it helps them keep this, helps them police this thing in a way that still allows them to collect their money uh, without, you know, and doing it under the guise of, well, uh, integrity of the game, integrity of the game, integrity of the game. Yeah, the integrity of the game, whatever. It is what it is. Kevin Cunningham says, this show sucks. Well, then what the hell are you doing here, idiot? I mean, <laughs> what, what an unbelievably stupid thing. We're in the middle of an engaging conversation, the first real news that we've had in months. Kevin, I don't give a shit if you think the show sucks. If you think the show sucks, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Go find somewhere else. I have four other shows that you can listen to. If you think this show sucks, and if you don't think that anything that I'm on is any good, maybe you're right. It's entirely possible. There's literally a million other options for you to go consume your sports talk. Take yourself out of here. I don't know why you would subject yourself to this. Maybe it's an intelligence issue. Maybe you just got nothing better to do in your life. I don't know. I can't help you. But if this show sucks, leave. Uh, as we look at the uh, as we look at the suspension, though, for NPF, um, Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Berry, Demetrius Taylor, and Nicholas Petit Frere, the three first ones that I mentioned, season long suspensions, and uh, the uh, and the NPF suspension six games. So NPF is six games, as I mentioned, because he didn't bet on NFL games. And I think when you look at uh, you know he put out a statement. We can read the statement if you want. Um, I think the, uh, I think that the whole situation, um, for him is one, I'm surprised that he put out a statement before the team put out a statement. That was pretty wild to me. Uh, Kevin Jones says he, so he gets to practice until week one. Uh, no, I I'm sorry. Yes, he does. He does get to practice until week one. He can go through all of training camp, um, and, uh, continue to rep where he reps. Right. Um, but then as soon as week one, he can't even be around them. He can't be at the facility. He can't be around his teammates. He can't have contact. I'm sure there will be contact. You know, that's obvious. I'm, let me not say that recklessly. I don't know if there will be contact. Maybe he'll be a completely, perfectly fine law-abiding citizen. Uh, but he's not allowed to have contact, be at the facility for the six weeks. And basically, it will be, uh, 
basically he'll be back in. I mean, unless they bring him in on the buy, and they could bring him in on the buy, right? To to get some work done. He could do that himself. But yeah, it'll basically be the bye week before NPF can get back into it. The six games that he will miss, of course, for the Tennessee Titans uh, are the most important games of the season, bar none. They are five conference games and one out-of-conference game at the Saints in week one. You can, you know, I think it matters. It's for your playoff purposes. It doesn't matter the most, but obviously it's still important. Home for Chargers at Browns, home for Bengals at Colts. Uh, London against the Ravens with you as the home team in Tottenham. No NPF for any of those games. His first game back, as long as he's healthy, will be against the Falcons on Halloween weekend. It is crazy. October 29th will be the first time that we see NPF this year. Um, XD Gamer says, Buck, why are you saying gambling is bad if you have the gambling app on your shoulder? Uh, Well, I don't. Uh, I didn't say that gambling was bad. I said the vast majority of people, and I have statistics on this because on the radio show, I work with a company called The Gambling Clinic who helps people who deal with uh, gambling comments. Why did I just comment that? I don't know. I can't speak to your intelligences. I can't speak to uh, the the person earlier who was watching the show, even though he said it sucked. I never said that sports gambling is bad. I said that I don't particularly, I don't personally participate in it. I use it as a resource for, uh, for research. Uh, because you guys talk about gambling. You guys, there's always interesting information. I follow a bunch of people who keep traffic gambling, just as I follow a bunch of people who do fantasy football when I don't play fantasy football, because it's information and helps me with my job. So Superbook Sports, vast majority of people, uh, 95% of people gamble for fun without any issues. 5% of people have problems. We have we have no idea if this is even an issue for uh, NPF, but it is an issue for his employer. And at this point, uh, you have to uh, you have to keep that in mind. B French says good news is Taylor Lewan is a free agent. Well, B French, I saw him on Tuesday. He's uh, he's about two hundred fifty. I mean, I don't think he's two hundred fifty pounds. He's probably closer to two fifty though than he is two seventy. Um, and I think that uh, and I think at this point, yeah, Taylor's not playing football. Um, whether he wants to announce that on his own, if he wants to make anything official, um, you know, he can do that on his own time. But I'm I'm here to tell you, Taylor Lewan is not playing football. Uh, in 2023 uh, at this point. Um, Titans should ban gambling apps on cell phones, says RP87. Well, I mean, yeah, they can if you want to. Uh, the league is very, very strict on it. Uh, on Bussin, uh, uh, Stokely says, Taylor said he's down 58 pounds. Yeah, that's more than I lost. I lost 54. Taylor's down 58. In fact, I think, I don't, Bert, I don't think we still have that video uh, from earlier just of, of just how small Luan is. We might, but like, so I'm 6'2", 190, 192 as of this morning, all right? 6'2", 192 as of this morning. And on Tuesday when we were uh, – oh, damn, I don't think I have the video handy to put in here for you guys. Uh, that's unfortunate um, at this stage because I do think it's important for you guys to physically see how much smaller he is against somebody like me, right? When six seven three oh three used to be the playing weight – for Taylor to look the way that he does right now, I think is pretty jarring for people to realize. And I think uh, to hold that up next to me is a pretty good example of that. I'll see if I can't pop that video uh, in here for you guys and we'll play it for you. But I, uh, Luan is not part of the solution here. Just trust and know. Now, I think that we can talk about potential solutions here in just a second. But the larger point is he just nuked their season before their season started. And, you know, offensive linemen matter. Thank you, Bert, for pulling up that video. 
offensive linemen playing together for extended periods of time matter. Now, there's nothing to say that NPF would guaranteed have stayed healthy through all six of those games. But I know damn sure he would have been available um, had his health held up through training camp and everything like that, that he would have been available for at least at some point in the season because what he did was entirely preventable and it's entirely on him. Uh, this Here's the video of t- uh, from Beer Olympics. It's me, it's Lawan, it's DeForest Buckner. Um, now, DeForest Buckner is obviously a giant human being as well, but look at how small Lawan looks and especially how much, uh, I mean, I don't look big next to these guys because, again, I'm 6'2". They're like 6'6 six, six and 6'7". Six, but, again, if I'm 193, what do you think Lawan is here? Listen, if you want to play this game, we will play this game. We will play the game in numbers. In what? In what? In the business that you are currently in now. Welcome to the media. We do we do one pot a week and we just... Who the fuck does this guy think he is? Now, I will say, fucking with the boys. It's a good show. But he wouldn't last on radio. Compete on radio? You, you yeah, on show. Brother, oh, yeah. all, all I am is a one on sentence. No. All I fucking am. No. I'm on Richard Snake, Paul. Okay, so uh, what we're saying is not important, but like, again, I'm 192. How, how big is Lawan right now? He. He's not an NFL offensive lineman at this point. He's simply not. He probably weighs less than Brewer. No, that's not true. Brewer's tiny. But, um, yeah, he's definitely 58 pounds is what he's down at this point. So do not look to Lawan for a solution. Um, we can talk about solutions here in just a second. We'll remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go get your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. I just realized we didn't ask you guys your Two Rivers Ford take. We've been uh, talking for so long at this point, but I will tell you, I will ask you rather your Two Rivers Ford take here in the comment section. What was your reaction to uh, seeing the NPF suspension today? Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford for quality American-made Ford vehicles, 40 years of incredible customer service, here as a locally owned business in Middle Tennessee. The best cars, the best dealership at the best prices. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what was your reaction to uh, the NPF suspension today? It is a really, really, uh, really unfortunate scenario that we've just seen play out. Now for, uh, for the players, um, obviously this is uh, disappointing. They're going to find a way to move on. The coaching staff will be pissed. They'll find a way to move on. They don't have the luxury of overthinking these things the way that you and I get to do and uh, continue to uh, to uh, discuss and criticize and all these different things. But um, when you look at the reaction to this, Kevin Jones says he was not happy. I was worried about left tackle. Now the one returning lineman at the same position is gone. That's right. You're going to have five new, five, five new starters on the offensive line. Now, Brewer is a returning starter, but he's not starting in the same position. So let's just, for the purposes of this discussion, consider them five new starting offensive linemen. Think about that. Now, I don't know how good a football team you're going to be one way or the other this year, but I know you just hurt your chances. And NPF's not a, listen, NPF was not a good tackle last year. In fact, he was quite poor. Uh, And I think that the benefit of NPF last year was 
Dennis Daly played on the opposite side of him and that Dennis Daly caught a lot more shit than NPF probably deserved to get. Um, but I think ultimately that there's nothing, you know, offensive linemen are terrible all the time in their rookie seasons. Some of the best some of the best offensive linemen, Andrew Thomas, uh, was wretched with the, with the Giants in his first year, first couple of years, as a matter of fact, like really, really bad. All of a sudden, he's one of the best left tackles in football. Uh, happened to Evan Neal recently with the Giants, right? This is something that is not uncommon. So NPF could be a much better player, and we have no idea. There's just no proof of concept. But I do think that uh, I do think at this point, um, just because NPF was bad last year, uh, Brandon Lamont, uh, Brandon Lamont, Joyce Lillard says. He only gave up eight sacks. How is that poor? Did you just say that? Eight sacks is what you're citing is not poor? Are you kidding me? Brandon, uh, <clears throat> how many more pressures do you think are associated with those eight sacks? And I don't know where you're getting uh, where you're getting your information from, if it's pro football focus, if it's, uh, pro football reference, if it's uh, pro football talk, wherever it is, brother, my brother in Christ, eight sacks is horrific. They're one of the worst offensive lines in football. Hey. <laughs> Jamal Mills says sarcasm, Buck, sarcasm. God, I hope so, because if not, I, we already seen some dumb comments. It's been a, it's been a dumb day of comments all over the place. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about just you guys. And I'm not specifically coming after you guys. The radio dumb comments all over the radio show. My God, the callers today. Uh, and I love you all very, very much because you keep me in business, but Jesus eight sacks. How is that poor? <laughs> I just, I just, I know that it's only one comment and it shouldn't bother me because I know the rest of you know better, but like the fact that somebody is that comp, that confident and comfortable coming to the table with an opinion that unbelievably stupid is, uh, you know, <laughs> is the reason that I need a vacation. <laughs> Stephen King says I need a vacation. Correct. <laughs> okay. So now what, now what do they do? What's the best solution at right tackle? Let's talk about it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, we will do so together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the place where I got my workout in this morning, TrueMav Fitness. Go to TrueMavFitness.com. Get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. I promise you will be a return visitor to TrueMav. You can check out any of their membership options. You can go try out their boot camp style classes if you want. I personally go for personal training on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and uh, that is something that they offer to you as well. True Math Fitness has the best facilities, the best coaching staff, and conveniently located in downtown Nashville in the Gulch. TrueMathFitness.com for all of their great membership options and your first workout free. So Bert and I were debating this before the show. Bert uh, always wants to argue with me about things that we get paid to talk about, and I always have to pump the brakes on him to make sure that he understands uh, that we should do this in a setting where we're being paid to do this. Hello, bud. Hey, oh, I, I, let me stop here real quick. We've got some breaking news from Tom Pellicer. The Colts have now cut Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry, who were officially suspended to 
Oh, he's left. Okay, finally, it's us, guys. What's going on? Big bar in between my face. I'm Buck Rising. Nice to meet you guys. You can see my sad little closet behind me. Buck's going to let me filibuster as long as I can. So I'll go ahead and tell you, Buck is all doom and gloom. He's going to rain all over your parade and tell you the sky's falling and cats and dogs are all over the sidewalk, bleeding all over the place. But let me just shed a little bit of positivity on the side for you guys. So the, the number that was tossed out in the comments moments ago is, is strictly false. Uh, he has not given up eight sacks in the last year, which Buck is not wrong. That would be horrific. Uh, just last year, he gave up zero sacks. Uh, in his entire career, he's gave, given up 11 total sacks. Uh, and his rookie year was when he played the most snaps at right tackle. He only gave up two sacks that year. So if he gives up that same amount, uh, he's only got to start six games. So maybe one sack. Uh, Buck, feel free to come back at any time because I'm just going to keep giving What out. the hell did you even just say? That was just a bunch of numbers and statistics that I think you blurred together as a means to try and fill. See, now I That's love I love, I love, love the fact that the two of you, between you and Lucas, want me fired on the radio show. And you, it, it, how long did you last? You last, what, 30 seconds, do you think? 30 seconds of filibuster? You might have gotten 45. 30 seconds. You want to hear about know. a means? No, don't let me keep talking. Anyway. Point being, Bert, uh, Bert, so your assessment is that they have two solutions at this point, right, Bert? I want you to present those to the audience that you think makes sense because I am going to counter you with what I think is the more feasible solution, but why don't you present your solution to the viewers? Okay, I'll do that. But first, let me tell you guys about True Mav Fitness. True Mav Fitness, you can go down there and get buff, lose all kind of weight like Buck does. Look at that guy. He's ripped, and he can take vacations to Vegas and, and go to Beer Olympics and still look the way he does. So True Mav Fitness, go see Buck's guy down there, do one of your personalized workouts, or just go in there and lift heavy stuff and put it back down. True Mav Fitness, a new way to work out somewhere in the Gulch. I'm not sure. I didn't memorize the read. All right, Buck, come on back. Appreciate it. Uh <laughs> I've always wanted to do one of those. I never get to do one of those. Well, uh, the you well, the next step for you is to do one and to get paid to do one. How about that? We'll that would there. be nice. I thought you were going to pay me for that one. That's why I kind of did it. Well, uh, that's anyway, my money, bud. So uh, two solutions. Uh, you brought Brunskill in here, and that's the one that most people are presenting on social media because Daniel Brunskill, just for, you know, I just to make sure that we reference Daniel Brunskill, free agent signed this year, last year with San Francisco, known for his versatility, if not outright offensive line prowess. Go ahead. Sure, he's played every position on the offensive line, played mostly guard for San Francisco last year, but has played all around the offensive line. That's probably the guy you move to keep your right side uh, solidified because you got uh, Andre Dillard, you got a new center. I think they would want to keep that left side uh, as congealed as possible, but we'll get to that second option in a second. So Brunskill's probably uh, your, your first option to move to right tackle. Uh, now we're going to the second. You got well, let's objection. hear from Daniel. No, no objection yet, but I want people to hear from Daniel Brunskill. It's okay to breathe. Uh, uh, pace. Pace is important. If you're going to be me, one day, if you and Lucas are going to strive to be me one day or to be better than me one Played day. Played all over the line, but do you have a position that's your favorite or more, that you're most comfortable with? Um, I mean, playing on the right side, I've played more at that, so I'd say most comfortable in being honest. It'd be right side, whether it's right guard or right tackle. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, like I said, I just want to play football, so whatever – Whatever position I can go out there and play on, I'll, I'll go play. So I, I don't mind playing left left guard, left tackle, center. Um, any of those positions I, I will enjoy, and I just want to play football. 
So he's more comfortable on the right side of the line anyway, right guard or right tackle. And if he's forced into it, doesn't that guy just look like he would just eat an apple in one bite, core and all? Like he doesn't give a shit. That's a Mike Vrabel dude. And no, it absolutely is. The question is, is he any good? Because I've seen plenty of Mike Vrabel dudes who aren't very good at what it is that they're brought in to do. But I do think that uh, I do think that Brunskill to right tackle is a feasible solution. He's only played about 300 total snaps there. He's only got about four starts there out of all the different positions that he has started at. But I do think that it is an option that they have at their disposal. What is your second? The second option is moving the guy that everybody pre-draft thought would probably play tackle to the right side. Now, that's going to sacrifice your left side a little bit, but moving Peter Skaronsky to the right side is definitely an option given his experience at tackle in college. Bert, cut him off like Lucas does, or is my video lagging? Uh, I cut his ass right off. I don't yeah, play that. Come on, yeah, man. 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 He's trying to come at me like that. I'm over here yakking away about offensive line like I know anything about this shit. Uh, so Jason Hotelling was asked earlier. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a guy that we think can play any position up front, really. And uh, he's repped different positions and just continuing to hone in on whether it's, you know, it doesn't really matter what position it is, but just getting the skill set and, and, and really trying to perfect his craft. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not like that? Did you not like that when I did that to you? Was that, was, <laughs> did you have something to say to the audience? Did you not enjoy that? There wasn't anything wrong with that. That was fine. Uh, so uh, Jason Hotelling, the offensive line coach, was asked earlier in the offseason uh, where he sees Peter Skronsky playing. Uh, but first, Buck, where, like, if you were going to put somewhere, if you were Peter was going to start somewhere, for you, where do you think he should play at? Leave him at left guard. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a guy that we think can play any position up front, really. And uh, he's repped different positions and just continuing to hone in on whether it's, you know, it doesn't really matter what position it is, but just getting the skill set and, and, and really trying to perfect his craft, whether, you know, it's blocking a guy when he's at guard, tackle, you know, wherever. Um, it's really just trying to perfect those those, uh, uh, those that skill set, you know, and again, it's not, he's played multiple positions. We knew that coming out of Northwestern and uh, he continues to do that now with so many. Hoss knows, so much. Hoss knows so what's much. up. Let's talk. You're going to, you're going to call him by what they call him in the offensive line. You're going to call him Hoss now. That's what I'm doing. Uh, Hoss knows what's up. He knows where they can play at. He said he could play guard or tackle. And that's the option. You got two options. And the, the benefit of this is two sides of it. One, it's going to be for six games. It's not for the whole year. And I know that's a tough stretch, but what you going to do, cry about it? You ain't got no choice. You got to figure it out. And and the Titans are one of the better teams at figuring it out when it comes to anything. Uh, and you don't have to play Dennis Daly. That's the other thing. At least you have options. It's not like we're going to bring in some dude. Who's the guy they brought in last year that everybody was like, give him a shot? And they gave him a shot, and he was awful. Uh, it was probably Dylan Raidens. So, nah, it was, it was another dude. But anyway, you have options at least. And at least this happened now. You find out about it now in the off season so they can evaluate. There's plenty of time to decide, okay, we got plans. We can figure it out whether we have to sign somebody, sign, bring some more money in. So I don't know. I wouldn't be whining and crying and saying, oh, it's, uh, they're screwed. That You know what? They weren't going to be the uh, world beater anyway with MPF. Like, it, it's not like if this changes their wins from them going to the playoffs or not, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so.
Well, I mean, listen, we don't know. Like, that's the thing. We we don't know how much better he was going to be. He he might not have been any better at all. He might have been considerably better. We have no idea what MPF was going to mean to them in year two. And now we won't know until October 29th at the earliest. And, you know, I mean, like I said, he wasn't overwhelmingly good last year. I'd still expect him to get his job when he comes back, but we'll see. Um, Skaronsky, they're not going to move Dillard Skaronsky. Dillard is not a right tackle. Skaronsky is not a right tackle. They've been... He's just learning how to play guard, and that's the first time that he's done any of that in his career. You did hear the hotailing clip that Burt played, that they see him, you know, across the offensive line. That's just some shit that they say. And, you know, that's, that's just some shit that they say. Like, it doesn't actually mean anything, you know? Like, I appreciate that you – it was a good clip. I'm glad that you found it. And also, it just it's just something that coaches say. Because in, when I asked Mike Vrabel, do you see Skaronsky as a tackler or guard? He, he said, well, you see him as an offensive lineman. This was draft night. Like, it's just how they do this thing. And that's fine. And they mean it. But um, I'll tell you the most, what I think is the most feasible situation at this point. And, Bert, thank you for your service as always. <laughs> You're kicking me out. <laughs> yeah, I'm done, with you. I'm done with you. I'm sending you back to the shadows. Get the hell out of my life. I've had entirely too much of you today. And for those of you who want to know what the shadows look like when Bert is sent to the shadows, Lucas Panzeca was pri- pri- uh, uh, decent enough to provide us with a visual. There he is in all his glory. It I had is, a long uh, day. I had a long did day. Did you? Buck. Oh, I'm so sorry that you had a long day. I'm so sorry that you had a difficult day doing what it, what it, whatever it is that you're doing there. Because that is you during work hours. That is you. At the place where you have alleged ha- allegedly had a long day. You look like you have been down there for hours. It's probably how you spend your mornings on the morning show. Don't tell me about your long day. I've been bamboozled by Lucas again. <laughs> Damn it, Lucas. Damn Get out of here. <laughs> no, don't leave him up in front of me. <laughs> I, uh, I work with... I, I, we're all idiots, all three of us. I can't even say that I work with idiots because I am one of the aforementioned idiots. It is a ridiculous thing that we do on the radio show from 10 to 1. So if you want more of the three of us together and I have to plug in my laptop quickly so it doesn't die because the show is lasting much longer than I intended it for, uh, we, will, <laughs> we will have all of those shenanigans. It was a hell of a show today with the NPF news breaking in real time. And fortunately, we were prepared for it. Get, uh, Bert, what, t- what time did I tell you guys? You can come back for this particular situation. Yes, you can. You don't have a choice. Look at this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what time did I tell you guys that he was going to be suspended yesterday? Do you remember? It was right after the show, right after primetime. Right at, was it right after primetime? You were like, hey, uh, this might happen. And I was like, oh, cool. And I just thought you were bullshitting, like always, because you're just such a bullshitter. <laughs> but it, it came to fruition. You were actually right this time. So what's well, to you? I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a redneck saying every blind, blind hog finds an acorn every once in a while. And I get the hell out of here. <laughs> it's fun. I get why they do that to me now to cut them off mid sentence. It makes me happy. <laughs> uh, I love that. See on the radio show, I don't have this power here. I do. Anyway, uh, let's keep it moving. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. His back was hurting. He was laying down. Why? Because what is he carrying? Please, somebody tell me. What is he carrying? I'm dying to know. Uh, I swear. <laughs> um, all right. So what do they do now? So they've they've had George Fant is a uh, free agent tackle 
that's out there. He's available. I don't know what he's going to cost. It's going to eat into – because this is the problem, right? Like, the problem with this really, not just because he's going to miss six games and because you need your starting offensive lineman, but now it's going to dip into your, into your DeAndre Hopkins savings. Because uh, George Fant, you know, is not going to be expensive, but he's not going to be inexpensive either. Um, and whatever DeAndre Hopkins wants, they don't have that much money right now to begin with. They were always going to have to move some money around anyway if they wanted to acquire him. I'm sure they have a plan in place to do so. But now they've forced themselves for well, NPF has forced their hand, not they have themselves forced them to uh to make this deal. But George Fant to bring him in uh as a free agent right tackle to do it during training camp, to do it sooner rather than later. I don't want to see NPF running out there with the starters. I want to see the new right tackle or the week one right tackle out there right away. And I would prefer it be George Fant over any of the options. I think leave the pieces in place where they are, go get the veteran make it work. And that's been something that Mike Vrabel typically likes to do vets uh, as opposed to, you know, shuffling things around and hurting two positions instead of one, just roll with Jones and Duncan and hope for the best. Yeah. That sounds like a shit idea uh, to be completely honest with you. So let's not do that at this point. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap things up with a weekend bounce back. Who needs to bounce back in sports most this week? Maybe it's Bert. Maybe it's NPF. Who's to say, We'll talk about it together right after I tell you that the primetime show is made possible by the wonderful people at Superbook Sports. Download the app today. Plug in that promo code ATOZ. Bet on every major sport. The Superbook Sports app has NFL futures. They have uh, baseball, obviously, where you can get the best odds, boosts, and promo bets. Terms and conditions, go to Superbook.com. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So at this point, uh, who needs to bounce back more in sports this week? MB says, I bet Skaronsky is the one that gets moved. I would take your bet on that. Um, And by the way, I don't have any inside information on that. They may think about it. They may do it. Um, But I'm inclined to disagree with that assessment uh, based on where they are right now. But, you know, you may end up being right. But I definitely take you up on that bet. At this point, who uh, who needs to bounce back? Steven Snyder, 86 says, Buck and his baby drama. Yeah, people don't understand why I don't like children. <laughs> and I know that that's a losing proposition every time I say it. I know many of you probably have kids. I'm sure your kids are lovely. Uh, I don't want to meet them. I don't want to deal with them. Kids aren't for me. Um, I don't want them in my own life. I'm made uncomfortable by the ones that I'm related to. I, you know, are one of our coworkers brought his child into uh, work yesterday, Joe Hunk of 3HL for those of you who listen to 104.5 The Zone throughout the course of the day. Why wouldn't you? It's the best sports talk uh, station here in Middle Tennessee, bar none. But uh, yeah, Joe Hunk brought his baby into the studio and his wife came with him and they brought the baby in and they acted as if they were going to give me the baby to hold. And I said, nope, don't want that baby. Don't want to hold that baby. Uh, The baby is cute. The baby was very quiet. The baby didn't spit up or pee or poop on anything. And so it was a pleasant interaction with the baby. But people don't understand why I don't like children. And so maybe it is, maybe it is in fact, I who needs to be this weekend's bounce back candidate. Although I'm entrenched in my position, 29 years old. I don't anticipate liking children more as I get older, but who's to say? (laughs) Great movie. UW says Buck's lack of self-awareness is appalling. And that's why I need counseling. No, I'm very self-aware. In fact, I think I'm the most self-aware person out there. (laughs) 
I think I think that I am the most <laughs> self-aware about how big a D-bag that I am. I think the bigger, the more that you understand that, the easier life gets. I am totally aware that of, of my shortcomings, of my failings, of my lack of humanity in certain situations. I think that owning that is as self-aware as humanly possible. Can, can I uh, offer something up? I think I think this year for all of us needs to be the year of getting better. You know, get, getting closer to that perfect us, right? That unattainable us. I think we should put all of your shortcomings on a piece of paper. Find <laughs> Who one gets of them. to make that list? <laughs> okay, so you can't swim. You hate babies. Scared of commitment. Don't drink beer. Scared of commitment? Yeah. 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 So you're telling me you love commitment? No. You're down to commit? <laughs> no, not a big commitment. That's what guys. I'm saying. You yeah. wouldn't even commit to me on this show. I just sneak in here through the shadows. I don't understand why you keep coming back here. You have a full-time job on another show. I miss you. I know. Uh, okay, so I'm going to put all of your shortcomings on a piece of paper. I'll do it for me, too. Lucas can do it. And we're going to pick something, and we're going to make it better. We're going to fix it. Okay, can mine not be children? I'm not going to promise that. Okay. We're gonna I think put you just on, picked it for us. We're going to put it on a wheel. If the wheel lands there... If the wheel lands there, what? What's? Well, then you got to do it. You okay. got to adopt a baby. There you got to you go. be a daddy. Uh, I have to be a dad. No, we're not talking it's about adopting wheel. a baby. It's, it's on, on the wheel. There is no wheel. When, when it's on the wheel, there, there's no turning back. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Okay, so what if the wheel lands on a baby for you two? Uh, that won't be on our wheel. Oh, okay. we like babies. It's not. A, yeah, it's not a weak spot for. It's not a shortcoming for. It. We like babies. We are perfectly comfortable with adorable baby girls being put into our arms. I was fine once. Once I understood that I didn't have to hold it and that it didn't make it, any noise. It. That's not. Put it, it on the wheel. Put, it's on the wheel. <laughs> it's on the wheel. It's Damn on it! Wheel. I wish that was on purpose. <laughs> Just a, a beautiful baby child that you just referred to as an it. I did. I swear to God, I didn't mean to. <laughs> This is why we can't do these things while there's a live microphone in front of my face. Because I'm going to say something bad. <sighs> thy, thy wheel be done, indeed. So, yeah, I don't like kids. And I <laughs> I don't understand why it, nobody else uh, nobody else gets that. But that's fine. That'll be my burden to bear. So maybe I'm the one who needs to bounce back. Real bounce back cannon is the Titans offensive line. Holy shit. I get it together, boys. And I know it's really just NPF get it together. But, like. My God. I mean, of all the things that could happen to this godforsaken football team that continues to, I mean, I don't want to say pee down its leg at, its, at some of the most important moments, but I mean, just after the injuries and everything else, like for this, for this to be the situation that we, uh, that we find ourselves in with the Titans offensive line already after that was the most important thing to get right. It's just, you know, can't make it up. It's like the, uh, it's like the field catching on fire before they got ready to honor and retire Eddie George and uh, Steve McNair's numbers before they played the Colts a couple of years ago. It's just, you know, it's just typical Titans. Uh, we'll wrap the show up. Speaking of wonderful things, <laughs> wonderful events, things that make you happy, maybe somebody who needs to bounce back. Uh, Mr. Jones says 615 session tomorrow. Nope, we did it uh, yesterday. So you can go check that out. Uh, Brandon Lamont says minor setback for a major come up perhaps but uh, you know certainly they don't get any benefit of the doubt because last i saw them they were a shitty football team and it doesn't feel like they've done much to get substantially better beyond that but we will see uh calvin reed says god forsaken football team wtf no the, the titans the titans do seem god forsaken on a regular basis um and you know honestly at least they're not the kind of god forsaken that made me hate having hate watching their offense when they although it was brutal last year Last year was reminiscent of those Mike Malarkey days when I hated watching their offense as somebody. And even as somebody who gets paid to go to football games and watch these 
watch these things like, damn, just brutal. Anyway, um, if you want something that'll make you happy in your life, you can come to the charity bowling event that we are doing July the 13th at uh, Kings Bowl in Franklin. For those of you who live in Middle Tennessee, be a great time to have you all out there. And it will be in the middle. Uh, it'll get your mind off the Titan season and it'll be two weeks before training camp before we all go back. We're going to have a lot of cool people hanging out there with us at Kings Bowl in Franklin. And of course, the cause is a really, really great one. The great people at Home Street Home who are helping the homeless community here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, certainly with the heat index coming up, it's about to be brutal out there and they're doing everything that they can to legitimately save lives for people who uh, I think a lot of us tend to just outright ignore. So um, 1045thezone.com is where you go to get tickets. Bert has dropped the link in all of your various chats for you to purchase tickets. Your ticket includes food, booze, and four hours of unlimited bowling in addition to the charitable donation that it costs. And the best part of it is it's a tax write-off. Uh, so you can do, well, the best part of it is that you're helping for charity, but there is also a tax write-off component that uh, I'm sure many of you will utilize. So can't wait to hang out with you guys on July the 13th. Uh, have a great week. Uh, I'm not going to talk to you until it'll be a couple of weeks. It'll be middle of July before I talk to you next. Um, and then we will uh, we will certainly get back into whatever the hell this thing looks like by the time we next speak. See you guys. Oh, wasn't ready with the video. There she is. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.